I did it again. Okay, so you take this show on the road, and I always mess up on the tech, right? Um, welcome to the Mosaic Arc. Uh, so we are now, um, I know those of you back in the land of, of my birth um, are at night. It's the middle of the night. And I am clearly somewhere where the sun is able to shine on me, and I can use this the, the actual sun as our um, our light, which means that I've traveled well. You can it, I will leave it to you in the chat to figure out I'm somewhere where the sun is shining, and it is entirely appropriate to our long-term theme of sailing this arc around the world and looking for images and meaning and pattern. Um, and this one's this one's going to be a good stream. This is now that you can actually hear me. <laughs> so welcome to the Mosaic Arc. Well, now Kilt says she can't see me, but can you guys hear me? <laughs> so you'll see I'm not on my Yeti mic and I forgot to adjust the audio. Thank you for the, the advice, um, you, you, UATV chat. Otherwise, we'd have recorded this completely silently. That, that, would, be, that would be typical of me. Yes. So um, right now, um, I need to figure out whether or not I can make the video show up for Kilt's. Can you see me now? Uh, no, there's something there. It looks like a silk sheet. We're just gonna have, you're just gonna have to do, you're just gonna have to look at, I don't know, your light. <laughs> don't look at me anyway. I'm gonna have to do the slide, Mm-hmm. Which is ironic, given that what we're talking about, okay, user FB9, you need a better name, user 900 hey, EEE1. There you are. Okay, yay, thank you. you, can hear and see you both. Yes, okay, glowing, yes, glowing yes, we are live, Hello. we are live. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Professor Professor Rachel Fulton-Brown wins at the tech fail again. Okay, <laughs> so all of my lovely- You have to stay on ground level. I think this is gonna be the rule. Okay, so yes, yeah, so, as you can tell from I have my above headlight, I am in the daylight somewhere where it is day. And 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 the, all of the great things that I said before in the previous stream that you'll never see again because we are not going to post it, um, uh, that we did a stream from my mother's basement and I had to play with, you know, adaptable tech and stuff like that. And that one was appropriate to our mission 
as a, uh, well, this is a mission, not a show, remember? You were watching last week, you know that. Um, that uh, when we, we were on the road on Route 66 at my mom's and thinking about the land and the, I could do it better this time, the land and the meaning of the roads as rivers and so that, you know, the sort of uh, media interface of the, the land transportation. Now, now I am in a, in, a, in a place where we have to think about the sea. And, 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 and since our, you know, our large scale theme is not just transportation and sea, but drugs and spices, I have come to the center of the entire trade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that European empire that you're so keen on worrying about, you know, post-colonialist European empire, it started here. However, I mean, and what's interesting is, of course, I'm meeting people while I'm visiting. They, 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 they talk about, okay, so we, get, we give you hints. Have you guys uh, figured, oh, Cheryl, hello, Cheryl, welcome. Um, if you can figure out where we are, uh, there's some hints, right? They talk about, so we face the Atlantic here and have the bat our backs to europe so in fact they don't you know it's like european but not really which is, of course makes sense of why basically in medieval history we barely ever touched this part of the country <laughs> although we should right because it's 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 central to many many of our stories um but the the focus here is on the the, the sea the focus is on the we had lovely fish for for lunch on on monday and the the contact is much more with so some of the people for the conference that I'm here with came from across the sea and felt like they were in the same like conversation right because both of the places that we're, we're coming where we are now and where they're coming from really face the the Atlantic um more than they face the land behind them I think although I don't know I haven't been to the other side so I don't know where where the, the people that are coming from that port think about themselves but it, it makes sense for our our mission here of collecting uh, the, the the energy lines. I don't know how do, how do we think about that. Cheryl says England. No, it's not England. Another guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It, it is it's like uh, it's like the winds. The different trade winds. I suppose that's probably a good way of putting it. Yeah. Mm. We're following trade winds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're following trade winds, and definitely the you know the trade down the Route 66 from Chicago to LA, and now um, where I am now is the the you know the port of um, one of the great routes across the Atlantic, across the ocean. Cheryl, if you're watching it, so we, we, are we freezing and unfreezing in video? Because I'm also having to stream from an unfamiliar Wi-Fi. So I'm hoping it's going to work. I'm, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm happy Cheryl's watching so that we, we can get some feedback on what people are seeing. Although there's often, as, as with all of these things, there's a bit of a delay on, you're the only one here, I know. This is, so, no, no, this is, this is actually good because what's our theme tonight, T tomorrow morning? Wait, whatever day it is. It's the morning for me. It's the evening for kilts. Welcome to all time. Welcome to all time. Yes, <laughs> all time, all time. But what's our theme today, tonight? <laughs> yeah, all time. Um, stream time. We, we're in stream time. What, 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 what's our theme in stream time? Uh, 
Okay, good. Thank you, Cheryl. In stream time? Yes. Our theme in stream time. Our theme in stream, our theme in stream time. <laughs> We're tar- we turned into babbling women. Come on, let's get on topic here. Arts. We're talking about arts. 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 Okay. Yeah. What is our problem is in arts? you're where you are. This is why I'm where I am. Yes. So the trade winds have taken you somewhere and you're talking about art. And that's why we're talking about it because it's important. And also the artists are starting to do some interesting things. So we wanted to discuss that. <laughs> As a follow-on from our last stream. Mm. Uh, oh, we are going to go into edgy waters again, are we? Off the edge of the crazy. world. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're quite literally in edgy waters right now. <laughs> well, there has been, I, you know, my, my reputation from the other side of the ocean followed me a bit. So there's there's been a little edginess here. Con- uh-huh. Concerns with what kind of positions I hold on things like... Um, well, I've been called a conspiracy theorist, but that, 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 you know, that, that, that just means I think people talk. That's just a tinfoil yeah, crown that, of That's honor, a tinfoil crown of honor, honor, right? You know, and, and whether, whether I, I rally, I rouse up arguments among medievalists. Well, we knew I did that, <laughs> but maybe, so yeah. I, shall I say, shall I say the, the edgiest thing I think I've actually said in the, uh, in the professional conversations here? Go for it. Well, one of the papers, one of the excellent papers was about Christian, uh, whether there could be such a thing as a Christian poetics. And mm-hmm. you will like this because he was talking about George Steiner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know you, you sometimes think about Steiner and his work with art and the, 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 the big problem of whether there's such a thing as a real presence. Oh, do you mean Rudolph? Oh, maybe I was confusing Steiner's. Haha. <laughs> okay, I confuse Steiners. There's different Steiners. There's different Steiners. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, no. Okay. So these are different Steiners. I mean, that's an important information, right? So the Rudolfs, okay. I was confusing them completely. The Rudolf Steiner started the schools and 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 is yes. worried about art, right? So okay, I just conflated the two of those. Yes. yes. Um uh George Steiner um is famous for a book he wrote on real presences and sort of thinking about what it means I'm, I'm getting some of this from the talk that we heard, what it means to have um, a, a sense of the real presence. And as Catholics or Christians, we Christian, whatever we are, but wherever you and I are, we need a, we need a term for it. Catholics, apostolic, right? Um, that we, that the real presence is the Eucharist and the, the presence of God in the consecrated host, right? So that the, the liturgy, is a experience of the real presence. Um, but Steiner, this Steiner, forget about George, uh, Rudolf Steiner, George Steiner was Jewish. Um, and uh, one of the things that came out in the conversation yesterday was the degree to which in, in Jewish understanding, the presence is something that comes out in the conversation around a text. I, and, and specifically, it's like Talmudic, Talmudic yeah. study, when they're talking about the, the, you know, the teachings, as we learned from Ari, that you know, they're, they're talking about the teachings. In that conversation, arises the the Shekinah, the the presence of of the Lord, um, and and Steiner, George Steiner, in his literary theory, as one of the commentators suggested yesterday, seems to be he's not really necessarily speaking as a Christian, although Christians will hear it as such because we think in terms of the real presence, we think in terms of the presence of Christ in the in the Eucharist. 
And so if we hear that word real or the phrase real presence, we'll say, oh, he's talking about the Eucharist and he may not be. <laughs> and, and this, and this, this sort of came out of in the, in the discussion, it's like whether or not, um, Steiner one, he, I think he, he, he never technically said he converted, right? So whatever happened in his heart, we, or, or with God, we don't know, but that he never described himself as Christian and, um, his description of the present seems to fit more with this. It's the, it's the, it's, I've, I've, I've heard lectures on, on the way that the, um, Jewish experience is about this conversation around the text, right? It's, it's a very beautiful way of thinking, but it's not the same as our liturgical understanding. And, mm-hmm. and so this was set up in the, in the, in the papers, whether or not there could be such a thing as a Christian poetics. And I, of course, because this is <laughs> my holy fool role, I hope, um, academically speaking. So, well, as far as I'm concerned, poetics is only Christian, mm-hmm. uh, shock, horror, uh, because it's about making, right? Cause poesis is actually making and if we're doing poetry, which I would say in, in this context is the larger scale of art, right? It's like we talk about art as an, a craft or a making or a skill or a, we, that's one of the things we're trying to puzzle out tonight, right? Today, whatever it is. I think I'm at tonight and I got the sun shining on me. It's very hard to switch time zones. Um, Welcome. Welcome to yes. my life. <laughs> no, I, the thing is, I don't know what time zone I'm in. I'm used to streaming at night. So I think I'm at night and I've got the sun above me. And so it's clearly daytime. Um, yeah, you've entered the primordial oblivion now. I I don't. I, it's like the stream. The stream time is all time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're definitely on River Run by now, right? Um, that that poesis in Greek is making, and so you know that that art. I, and then, of course, you get the problem of Aristotle wrote the poetics and stuff. So clearly, the Greeks have some idea of whatever, right? But the 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 way the way in which we're thinking about. Um, you know, the, the human creativity and making and such is theologically, you know, explained through Christianity, that, that God makes us and we and, and enters into the world as a human being, but as a great act of making and, and, and sub-creation and, and remaking and so forth. And so the Christian poetics is, is almost, a, you know, a tautology. Christianity is about making. Mm. And I, I think the other way works too, but <laughs> then you truly end up in trouble because, you know, if, if we're going to make claims as Christians and say, art is, you know, we, okay, one, we know, we understand, we have been shown the truth that it's been revealed to us through Christ, that this is the truth of the reality of reality. It's like, there's not alternate realities and other choices. And we also, of course, say if, if indeed Aristotle is able to write about poetics, he, um, is tapping into that truth, that reality, which is prefigured, prophesied in the Old Testament, and therefore maybe in also other literatures, but fulfilled in the Gospels, fulfilled in the Incarnation. Mm. Where, where it's realized. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay, so... Um, why is this so scandalous? Um, well, I, I mean, one, because Christians are, 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 are little kitties. <laughs> um, and for curious reasons, we don't want to just say this is the truth. 
we've got we've got and and of course i mean one of the things now now i've got my steiners confused and i'm pretty sure i heard about this i mean that uh, i think he's oh dear now i've not now i'm not sure who i heard about yesterday most of the i'll give you another hint most of the conversations in portuguese <laughs> and um in insofar as i had, had had you know colleagues translating for me i i understood some of it in better precision than than, than other parts of it um I think yes. I is that Steiner is is like he's talking about the Holocaust in the period in which nobody will, and he's talking about yeah. the old criticism of of literature in a period in which everyone's talking about the new criticism. I mean, he was he was a bit of a a border a border like us borderers, right? You live on the border and you bring up the things that, <laughs> that nobody wants. You know, it's like I you know clearly I live on borders here. I am on the border of of the world, <laughs> and yes. uh, you know, and and I. I, you know, I, what I said in my talk too, that this is in, in Christianity is this, um, mode of well, not just juxtapositions, but, uh, or, and maybe hybridity, but it's, I was talking about comics. And so Christian art is fundamentally both about the word and the image. It's about text and I guess icon, um, heaven and earth mm -hmm. you know that the, the, it's all of these christians we live on the border we we absolutely live on the and in my talk too i was talking about the codex amiatinus which has this amazing re rendering in the book in book form of the temple veil because there's this page in the book that's purple that you basically have to turn to get inside the book and the next image in the book is an image of the tabernacle it's it's an image of the wilderness the, the wilderness tabernacle and you turn this purple page which is, means you like enter through the veil into the tabernacle mm -hmm. and of course it's scandalous it's absolutely scandalous for christians to claim this from from a um rabbinic perspective that we yes. enter into our christ you know christ is our great high priest that you know entered into the world from the holy of holies and then carried the sacrifice back through the Holy of Holies and the temple veil is rent, but that we are priests, you know, the, the, the great, he's our great high priest and we are called to be priests and Kings. We're called to serve. And I guess that therefore I, I'd never thought of this before. We're, we're meant to be constantly passing back and forth from the heavenly to the earthly to live on that border. We're border people. We're wilderness border people. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to own that. <laughs> and, and I, you know, maybe, maybe that scares people that they like, don't like living on the borders, on the edges in the wilderness and the passing between mm. the heaven, the, you know, the heavenly and the earthly, the text and the image people, people much prefer being in tight, uh, not tidy categories, but just, um, It's being on the border feels dangerous, I think. It is. Because it's hard to measure the, uh, when you're, when you've gone to the frontier, there's no way of measuring. Hmm. Right? Because right? That, that, that's the idea. You, you hit the frontier. Uh, there's no longer any map. It's, uh, it's beyond something that's measurable. Um, similar to when people are leaving their leaving their land of origin and entering the ocean and going off into the high seas, that kind of experience where uh, 
artists are doing this as well. So this mm. makes sense to me that Christianity is an inherently poetic. It is poetic because good artists should be going to the border of human experience and puncturing it and then coming back into it and bringing whatever they can with them to, to show everybody something that they haven't seen before. Well, we're talking about the artist last week. Remember when Ye's like he's made his White Lives Matter shirt that's caused so much controversy. And we're, you're explaining, you know, this, uh, this, um, as, uh, this assortment of elements in that T-shirt that's been lost on everybody because it's text and image and it's back and front and it's the whole. Uh, uh, the way, the way that the entire thing's been curated and put together, um, that's text and image. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. That definitely, no, I had, we had, didn't talk about that last week, but yes, that back and front, and we talked about how people only ever yeah. looked at the back, and they didn't yeah. look at the front, yeah. and they didn't talk about the juxtaposition of the, the images and the languages and the, yeah. 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 So that was so that was a that, that, that was a one beautiful example of what we're doing. We're looking we're looking towards the holy of holies. The world sees the back of us and has a completely different impression of <laughs> what's going on at the front. Yes, exactly. And everybody yeah. everybody obsessed on the back of the shirts. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, and what's interesting is, and that was the only image that got like circulated massively, although there were plenty of images of the of the front too. So I think this, this is this is a this is a nice key. Um, sorry, just to open up the chat again, because Cheryl is still in there with us. And we, we make sure that Okay, who needs maps? Oh, it's good. Welcome ethers are you're awake. <laughs> now we know now we know when he wakes up um very early now we know who the insomniacs are <laughs> we know who the insomniacs are shk azores well close but but azores uh, I, that's not how they say it here right but it they definitely belong to this this people um okay what i need to do now before we, we carry on is is fix it so my screen doesn't keep turning off yes i have to do that every time because otherwise the auto lock blanks me out Okay, there we go. Okay, um, back and front, right? That I, so you were saying, why do people find this threatening? Maybe it's because so often they're only seeing one side of things, right? That that Christianity requires us to think multidimensionally, and when people only see only see the text, or only see the image, or only see the back, or only see the front, or only see the the desert and, and don't see the sea, that they are, um, well, I mean, obviously just misinterpreting, but now <laughs> stuck, right? It's like you get stuck. You can't, I, so my, the talk that I was talking about was about, you know, how images help us read the books. And, and that these books, these giant monastic productions of text are framed with images because the images help us enter into the text. And that interestingly enough, no matter how literate you are, 
without the frame, without the revelation, without the showing of the incarnation, we read incorrectly. So if, if, if going back to Steiner, if what he's mainly concerned with is text and not image, the presence in this conversation that you have around a text, which is, you know, the argument that Christians have with Jews, <laughs> um, that without the incarnation, you can't see clearly and you're going to misinterpret. And, and then, I mean, potentially get upset because, but why, I mean, it's sort of that, so now we've done both. We've done, it's threatening to be aware of the, the, it's not duality, right? Because duality implies mm -hmm. um, contradiction in these things. Um, I'm, I'm, mm. st I'm struggling for the word that it should be, that somehow the text and the image have to work together for the fullness of reality to be accessible, I suppose, to the understanding and to the heart. And if you're only focused on one or the other, well, okay, so you only focus on the image. Concordant. They've got, they have to be concordant. Right? Concordant. That's the word. <laughs> yes. If you only focus on the image, oh, well, we know what that problem is called. Um, and if you only focus on the text, something else is missing, right? So if you're only focused on the image, yeah. it's idolatry. You're, 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 you're and the, the, somehow we need to think about that. We have some images. Do you want to look at images? We have, oh, some, yeah. we have, some, we have some pictures to, to work with here. I love images. Okay. Yay's wife. <laughs> Oh, this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say you picked the pictures for today, so you need to talk us through these. What do you, How do I explain myself? What do you, what's, go, what's going on in this in this curious juxtaposition? I don't know. I just saw it. I intuitively thought oh, this is important, so I just I, I, I grabbed these images, and I was thinking about. Um, okay, so I was thinking about how Kanye uh, kind of works with uh you know the surround sound as i've been saying for the for, for a, a little while and and since the stream last week and i said he works in surround sound so i can kind of understand that and then thinking about how surround sound thinkers approach uh graphic lettering because mm. it's going to behave slightly differently so i was posting like the one of the other t-shirts that he's made about being in ultra light beams and then i was thinking about <laughs> five things are happening in my head at once then i was thinking about <laughs> terrible fan art and is is i mean that that's just a description of all our art about god right well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible but fan art thinking... us, us poor yeah. us poor little poets in our terrible fan like art scribbling and making these really God. cute drawings that we think are amazing daddy and daddy like, i love you here i drew a picture yeah 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 <laughs> exactly but um like in terms of iconography i was thinking you know there's this there's this real sense now where people are starting to get stuck in uh like uh face as brand instead mm. of face as icon of god and we were talking about that last week as well you know like this is really the big controversy with yay and it's that we're being whittled down to corporations so i was thinking about this idea of like restoring the icon of 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 god mm. that is that, that is humankind 
and then I saw this fan art of Kim Kardashian, which was like a three-year-old scribbling. And I thought, like, it was kind of a cute way of showing what our attempt at restoring ourselves looks like when we don't have God as the artist who's restoring us. Well, there's there's an interesting thing. It's like yeah. you could juxtapose her. Um, it's a funny picture of her because her eyes are kind of wide. Uh, it's a bit wonky. It's a bit yeah. wonky, but but you know, obviously she is decorated herself, right? That she's she's got fake eyelashes and her brows are very nicely trimmed, and she's her lip her lips look like they've had some help, maybe. Um, yeah. So you know that the, there's there's the art that we're doing of the humans and then there's the humans you know ornamenting ourselves which some people find problematic yeah. uh, do you find that problematic the the makeup as such are we are we are we play <laughs> my hair's all frizzy now because i can't wherever i am i couldn't bring my curling iron because i would worry about blowing up my my host's electrical circuits but uh, you know, it's like no, we, there's big arguments out there about the degree to which we, we as the as the little children of God, should be ornamenting ourselves at all. Um. Well, it's like, uh, I mean, obviously, I can't say I'm against it because I'm <laughs> I'm wearing what I'm wearing. Defend yourself, I'm woman! Myself. Come on! Pardon? Defend yourself, woman! Well, no, I, I, I'm thinking of how I'm thinking of how I'm going to best defend myself because you know, this is the thing. This meme, have you seen the meme where it's like the goth chick, and then there's like the the pretty flower girl, trad girl, and she's like, uh, you know, the blonde. You know the meme? It's like a four chan okay. meme, and everyone uses it all oh, the time. Oh, the, the the pretty the little the, girl the, the, the sketches, very... the little drawings, right? And there's the goth girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the goth girl better, so you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. but uh, the, the, this this poor goth girl, she always gets thrown into all of these memes about, you know, uh, eating up liberalism. Mm. Then there's this other magnificent one where it was like Western Europe and it was this girl who was covered in rainbows and her hair is rainbow. And then next to her is Eastern Europe. And it's this pale goth chick who looks miserable <laughs> and she's judging Western, she's judging Western Europe for being in rainbows, you know. So, no, um, I don't see a problem with it at all. For me to do this is just another um it's just another way of expressing creativity and uh it's not really any different than wearing clothing right i think in if my, in it, well mind. some people not, some people not, worry about clothing too i mean it's like saying we should dress more plainly i mean for goodness sake even the amish wear flowered like fabrics so let's let's say if you know it as yeah. soon as you've put clothing on and and it, it, i mean the irony there is like yay's high fashion stuff is very plain uh, you know it's the the, the mm. except for the t-shirt with the words on it but the you know a lot of the other things are quite you know they're muted colors they're they're unstructured as they say you know um fabrics and 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 tailoring and such so you can be vain with you can be vain with quite plain ornament it, it, maybe it's not the ornament itself that's the problem well it's just like for me it's another way of manifesting the 
that that kind of wild express expression of European folk costume, which was obliterated by industrial mm -hmm. fashion, because now everybody, uh, and I think this is why the leftists have gone so crazy in the way they dress. But once everyone is kind of industrialized, you enter a a, a state where you're buying pre-made clothing that has been assembled for you. It's not been made by artisans. It hasn't been made by people that come from your region. It doesn't reflect any kind of folk identity. And um, it's it's a kind of uh, collision between utility and uh, like um what's the word you know but just buying things for the sake of it because it's it's on trend or it's like this mm. uh this is a kind of uh seasonal thing whereas folk costume had some kind of story behind it what i like about people's um folk uh folk traditions uh around the world is that there is a kind of story element to it and also it can kind of reflect the personality of the people and what they're doing and they get to infuse themselves in the way they dress um and yeah i mean i don't see that as vain it's kind of like it's another way of kind of telling your story with your uh with your poetic way of being you know I mean, I mean, if we're not if we're not going to be naked, because no one's going to run around naked, then why not look fabulous? I, th I think you did it. <laughs> I know. I think. I think. I think. No, it's, it's making the argument indeed from the folk costume, which was always about joy and beauty and 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 celebration. I mean, if you put flowers in your hair, you're already adding ornament. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and you put, even if they're quote unquote natural looking, you know, yeah. like, this is why the meme is so stupid. It's like, they pull out all these pictures of all these Ukrainian girls and like Eastern European women with the, with the, the wheat and the, and the flowers and their mm -hmm. hair running through wheat fields. And it's like, oh, isn't she so awesome? She's trad. And it's like all these horrendous goth girls that are all like, uh, liberal and anti-civil civilizational and anti-Christian. Where like, where like, if you look at Mediterranean styles of dressing, they did a lot with black, and it was very modest and very chaste, mm -hmm. incredibly pious. So, no, I don't like the bigotry. I don't like the anti-black bigotry, which is oh my god, which is why I put it on my face. <laughs> So now we have yay. People should be celebrating. We have yay now. More fan oh, yeah. art. So I, th I oh, so, so I'm so thinking good. in these drawings, it's like, why do people make fan art? I, I made the joke <laughs> just a minute ago about mm -hmm. it's like everything we do is fan art for God, or it should be right. Mm -hmm. Christian art ought to be fan art for Daddy, um, and it, and 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 we do worry that you know whatever we make, although like robots and stuff, is that fan art for God? Who I, I just didn't. I just went in another place. Um, you know, our, our, our <laughs> desire to, I, so this is Elaine Scarry, um, thinking about beauty and she talks about how, you know, seeing beauty, one wants to draw it. And I, you know, grew up making drawings like this one, maybe not of yay. Who did I draw? One of the Bee Gees. Yeah. Or something like that. Oh. <laughs> oh. Indy Gibb, maybe. Um, 
that you, you see a face that you love or that you're drawn to or that you're fascinated by. Some, there's something in that. And so the fan art is this longing to be in the presence, I suppose, um, but in, in, in an attentive way. It's like a drawing, even even a, a drawing like this one, um, takes some attention, uh, and and you are attending closely to the beloved, as you are engaged in in the in the um, mm -hmm. mimesis in the representation. Yes. No, I was thinking. Sorry, my brain was going somewhere when you were. Uh, uh, you have to study someone's character when you're looking directly at their mm. face. The characters in the, the, characters in the face, the portrait, which is why the portrait is so powerful. And that's why, they're, and that's why they're, bad those fan bad fan art is so amazing because it's not just like, it's not just like oh, this is terrible art. You, so, you sort of start to see how each individual perceives other people's faces and characters mm. and all these odd things. That, that, like, what about someone else's face is popping out at them? Uh, and even in those terrible fan drawings, you start to see the character of the person is still there, even though it's like, in terms of the artistic quality, it's terrible. It's terrible, but you can still see that it's capturing some element of the person. Um, yeah, making something that wants to be in the real presence. Well, that that the, the other thing that I gave you. Uh, with that poor Spanish woman that got into trouble. Did you read the the article that I posted earlier? Um, I've seen. I, I so I, that's not my sequ sequence right now. We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> we have All some right. others. We have some others along the way. Um, All right. I, but this, yeah. So maybe we should we should move through those so we can get to that that idea, right? So we have we have well, let's uh, simple examples, right? Because one thing. Okay. One thing that we're also trying to do, obviously, in the mosaic is do these juxtapositions so that we start seeing the patterns. Um, mm -hmm. And and there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely, I, I I thought about fan art a lot before because I've thought about that as what devotional art always is. Um, the, the kinds of books that I've been writing about that are written about Mary are these you know great assemblages of names of mary so that you are yeah. being able to talk i mean that's the word version and then these are the visual yes. version that somehow you want you want constantly to be in the presence of the beloved and so you are drawn drawn to draw <laughs> um yes. and 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 contemplate and name and and speak of i mean fans also is you know, they can't stop talking about their fans so i guess we're yay fans now because we're still talking you know continue continuing to talk about him so we're drawn to him we want somehow to they make these videos make the 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 references and that art is that that engagement that's i mean i think therefore steiner maybe is is you know onto some or at least with the i mean that that's the problem i haven't read his book so i'm i'm wor working with the the um, idea image of real presence, right? It's constantly wanting to be in the presence. And what does that, mm -hmm. that mean? Well, okay. So we have another of our favorite people. Here he is mm -hmm. covered in blood. <laughs> wearing, wearing interestingly chains, which has been coming up in, uh, I think Dave mm -hmm. Chappelle has made some use of chains in his recent SNL 
um, moment, mm-hmm. uh, talking about what those, those heavy gold chains mean. And, and here's uh, Milo in a hat, which I can't remember. It says it's one of the again hats. I can't remember what that one said. Um, with photographs of other people that are now covered in blood because he's smacked, he's, he's um, tapped the wall with his blood-covered hands. Um, and he has what, two gold chains and two crosses around his neck. Mm-hmm. And sunglasses on. There's a lot in this image. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he Could knew you that. So okay, no. So I just gave you all the the elements. Um, so we just now we were looking at pictures that other people drew of Kim and Ye, and saying you know that that's their desire to be in a picture. Well, now I say clearly Milo made this picture, although photograph photographer took it, but yeah. you're setting he's setting himself into this image moment to make an icon which is an interesting what do you see in this picture i know i know what other people have seen and they've been very worried about what the significance of this this particular install and oh this what what was uh, maybe another element that's important people may not know um this was for an art exhibition (laughs) it was the um i think they called it twinks for trump i'm not sure um but it was um Lucien Wintrich's photographs, right? Is that right? Uh, and um, they, they, it was an exhibit that they held in New York. I guess the last time I was on this side of the Atlantic, and um, uh, that they'd had now some you're trouble. On the side of the shit. Yeah, um, they they'd had some trouble finding a location for it, and so there was some drama around that. And and it was it was Trump related art, so this this had a political context in the in the imagery that he was performing here but it was meant as a performance piece mm. which then photographs were taken of which are now stills which we can now talk about <laughs> yeah, well, yeah well apart from the obvious which was like everyone saying uh <laughs> this is some kind of illuminati initiation but that's, but that's like are we worried about these i mean you know it could have been accidentally he's sitting in in pig's blood which which he reported was very cold because <laughs> mm. <laughs> you have to <laughs> and, and i pre-warm it for us? no and i've actually i to get it was actually a bit of an adventure too because they had to you know get it from a butcher i think there's mm. imagine that there's a you know people indeed it's like to, to where did the blood come from what what happens to the if you're having your breakfast and it's ham what do you what you know what happened to the pig um mm. yeah okay so it could have been yeah, some, could have been some horrible some that could have been some horrible initiation well it was an issue like look it was an initiation but that's just because art is an initiation in my mind all art is you're being given an experience that you didn't have previously that should change you in some way you're not the same after you've seen it so in this sense yes but what was it in particular i mean i don't know we have to ask him was he glowing afterwards with the you know force of a thousand suns uh, after being you know imbued with some kind of like occult uh power or was it just bringing people into a multi-sensorial icon 
and that's what it looked like. It looked like a multi-sensorial icon of something, which was hard for people to unpack because um, I don't know if people think about those things consciously necessarily. Uh, they don't see uh, art performances like that. But it's like bombarding all of the senses at once with different messaging that gets collated and then it's like okay so then what are we actually looking at here what are, what what is the artist trying to to show us which didn't look very scary at the at in the in the whole surround experience of it it seemed like the point wasn't um occult it was revelatory which we should attend is that making sense I, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you it's like i wish i could take notes while she's talking um because that's how I, okay. that's how i need i need i wonder that you i so i forgot my fidget toy too and so i'm sitting i'm literally sitting on my hands because otherwise i'm in trouble and i realized you know as i listen i need to write so that it, it goes in um occult versus revelatory bingo Right. Yeah. The occult. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you did that on purpose, but let's unpack that. Just that the occult. Every <laughs> everyone assumes. No, this is really, really, really important. I think um, yeah. uh, that occult. We assume that that means something's whatever we see is meant to obscure the truth of the the message, right? And yeah. revelatory, which is what Christ is is showing us the truth that i mean you could say that had been hidden he's come out from the holy of holies through the veil yes uh, into the world and and that revelation of god then enables us to go back through the veil with him into heaven so that we understand things and so revelation the the revelation in the scripture but the revelation as an experience is making that which was unseen seen so indeed, it's it's occult and revelatory, and that and that is there's been online obviously a lot of conversation about this image of Milo, and I've seen some recently, and you know the reverberations of this is a I mean you're saying he's glowing right whether the, he comes out he, he whether secretly he's a fed which is on one level one of the the worst um, occult things you can be at the moment glowing you know, although everybody says you can see it easily because they glow in the dark. Uh, online so they're not in fact hidden but but they think they can be versus a, <laughs> a, another layer down which is the you know he's he's um you know a member of the wealthy i mean illuminati i think is, is shorthand for that that feeling that we have of the the people in finance and business and yay's you know business right show business celebrities you're talking about, you know, the celebrities are showing themselves, but there's always something secret and hidden behind them, which is the effort to control us by making us desire that connection with them. Okay. And, and then the, the deeper and, 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 um, you know, most troubling, oh yeah, I only got three levels, but you know, maybe there are more, a, a deeper and more troubling level of it being that he's, this is some kind of satanic baptism straight up right that there there is some way in which this yes. is a spiritual um disturbance he, by way and and i realize i'm talking about this 
and you, you said that it's a performance piece, so it's actually um, not liturgical because there's no consecration here, but by way mm -hmm. of, he came out, I, we had a video, but we, I'm not sure how to show videos yet. Don't get me trying. Because <laughs> 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 done with more tech world, tech, tech delight. Um, no, that, you know, he made an entrance. He ben. stepped into the, to the tub. He sat there for a bit. We have another picture. And then people took pictures with him, which is, is yes. interesting, right? It's like this, this one's very interesting because it's a young woman who I don't know who is, um, getting her picture, which you can see someone taking a picture of the picture being taken. It's a very meta, the meta levels here are, are brilliant and, and very Milosian. Um, that all of that, as you say, is meant to draw us in, change us. There were other things you said that were wonderful. It's a good thing we've recorded them. Um, <laughs> everybody get refer. You can go back and take notes. Um, that, that yes, Milo wanted, he knew that this as a performance was meant to draw in and change people. There was actually like a, a overt message, which is those poor pictures on the wall. They're now even more covered in blood, which were people that had been killed by mm -hmm. illegal immigrants. Um, so yeah. it's saying, you know, it, as a political message, this is, uh, these people were part of our community and we didn't protect them from people who had not legally been part of our community. Um, and now this is, you know, symbolically their blood that we are covered in because we have not taken care of our own home. I mean, the borders, and we've been yeah. talking about borders, right? We have not defended our borders, literally, in political terms. Um, yes. And so this this bloodshed has has come to us. But then, you know, obviously, obviously... It was a bloodbath. Blood so there's a there's a there's a mm -hmm. there's an activated metaphor there. Um, but when you activate metaphors, things happen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why everyone found the link. It wasn't decorative art. It was transformative art. That's why it's so upsetting to everybody. Because the most uh exposure that, uh, that people seem to have now with these kinds of transformative art forms. They've kind of begun thinking about it from the perspective of secret societies doing this to communicate something with each other or as some kind of control mechanism instead of looking at it as a... Uh, A continuation of the more ancient forms of uh, just basic human communication, you know, these kinds of uh, dramatic environments that people uh, create with each other in rituals are very similar. Like, uh, I'm thinking of things like weddings or funerals or those kinds of things. It's like you've got uh you've got to have particular things set up in order for someone to say okay i know now i'm at a wedding or i i'm at a funeral you know if you have no flowers it doesn't make any sense to have these kinds of occasions without flowers or whatever so people automatically just kind of expect certain things to be in certain places because they're like okay in this multi-sensorial ritual what are we doing we're communicating that now everybody's going to grieve. Okay, now we're going to send this dead person off and it's like, okay, that's fine, it's acceptable. Those kinds of art 
performances are doing exactly the same thing, only they're out of context. They're shocking. So that's like the shock factor that comes in. People find it very uncomfortable because they're not expecting those particular elements to be arranged together. And they don't know exactly why they're there. So it's confusing and people get very nervous when they're confused. That's why people like Yay are so threatening. Good artists are really threatening because they're confusing people in a way that uh, they're not expecting. Yeah. And uh, like being transformed by surprise. Uh, well, people, as you're saying, things. people don't like being surprised. They're, you know, mm -hmm. that, that um, entertainment industries make money on the pretense of surprise. Maybe that's, I've always, I've always disliked the, I mean, I've always disliked the believe, <laughs> believe what, right? Um, yeah. But the, you know, sort of, you will be taken on this adventure and it's like, actually you won't, you'll be strapped into a you know amusement park ride that you hope has no real danger and just like yeah. nobody likes it when the amusement park rides break you want you want i mean there's a possibility of that happening which makes it somewhat threatening thrilling but that's not really why you want you go on those roller coasters rides you don't want to be shocked you want to be given no. the i mean it's 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 going back to the you know daddy here's my beautiful picture of you um you know, you want the feeling of being flung up in the air by your father, but not the not the threat yes. of actually being dropped. Um, and yep. so, with, with so, I was thinking about what I said was drawing attention to with Milo and the the imagery. Um, I will, you know, make sure that you understand he was not naked, and <laughs> they 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 made. <laughs> They made this like show of making him come out in the in the towel and stuff like that. But you know, you could towels can cover shorts too, right? And if you fact, yes. if you watch the video carefully, you realize he's not naked, but he's creating the illusion that he is that he has no clothes on. So we're talking about clothing, right? And the 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 shockingness of whether he's clothed or unclothed, which is is one layer. Mm -hmm. um, but then he is overly clothed with his glasses and his chains and the crosses as well. He was always wearing those those particular double yes. crosses at that time. Um, what Dave Chappelle said about the the it, it was Ch Dave Chappelle in his SNL routine, right? About um, the entertainers wearing chains. Oh, maybe he was saying that. Yay mm -hmm. said something about you wear the chains until you're is you're a millionaire, but then when you're a billionaire, you don't wear the chains anymore. And and Chappelle plays with the, the necklace that he has on, like hover, covering it up in your, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a billionaire now, I've hidden my chain. But that the, the sort of ornament is in fact a chain to your celebrity, to your money, to, you are enchained by this, I mean, it's gold, right? It, I, I, I always found those necklaces kind of, kind of disturbing because they do look like literal chains i mean they are little chains they're mm. you know ornamentally chains but they also are chains that bind you to something else um although the crosses that milo wears are also you, know, you could say which is the difference which is the the gold chains versus the the you know a cross that you wear and then the glasses are mm. you know hiding his eyes so he you never actually see him it's always a mask there's a 
Milo is the character that shows up in big sunglasses. Rather than as with the fan art with Ye and Kim, we were seeing they were trying to draw their faces. <laughs> that, that Milo's icon is is the 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 his eyes this... covered. Yes, which is a kind of screen. Right. That's a two-way mirror. <laughs> he often wears mirrored glasses, yes. So you looking at him end up looking at you if you take a picture of him. Yes. Right. Yeah, isn't that funny? You're looking at yourself. <laughs> you will, long-time viewers and readers of Fancy Bear at Prayer, please read my blog, will know that I, you know, I, I wrote a book about this um, via blogs, thinking about the way in which all of Milo's performances were showing us something, right? None of the, none of his, he's always staged things. He's, hmm. yay and Milo, can I fangirl a little bit? Yes, I can. Yay, I mean, I, I was listening to Yay's Jesus Go. is King, and I really need to listen to that a lot more. This is a mission, not a show. We're trying to, we are missioning here. We're, you know, trying to draw you in, bring you into the presence that you do not just get to watch. Leslie, we're chatting. User says, Rachel's screen is frozen, but we can still hear. Oh, well, hopefully it'll come back. It seems to be coming in and out like that. I, I, now I'm a still. <laughs> um, no, I can see you moving. It's, it's, right. it's the OBS picking up. So, yes, yeah, so that I'll come in and out as, 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 as video versus icon, clearly in this, in this particular episode. I'm not sure what to do, how to, how to jiggle it without changing this screen, which I don't want to do. <laughs> okay. Um, so Milo um, was always very conscious of the vision, of the, the picture that he was creating with whatever clothes he was wearing, with whatever, whatever set he had created. Um, and therefore with this one, with the, the bath and the pig's blood and the, the clothes that he was and wasn't wearing and the images behind him, everything is, is meant to be there to be acting on you as viewer, I think. Um, but also, I mean, it's one of the things that the gallery complained about later is that everybody got splashed with that blood. Um, it, it, they weren't quite expecting Milo to frolic, <laughs> I think, in the, in the, in the blood. And it, it spattered, it, it spattered on the walls, but it also spattered on the floor and such. And so by the end of the evening, it was kind of covering everything. And, you know, that yeah. is clearly also part of the the meaning, therefore, of the poetry in this, in this installation. Mm -hmm. Everybody, ends up Everybody ends up with blood on their mm, hands. Yes. <laughs> everybody, everybody ends up with blood on their hands. Yeah. I'm going to try plugging and unplugging my, my video here just a sec. We'll have Mel, like, not use these parts in the clips, right? And I'm back. <laughs> well, she'll just, well, she'll was, just clip was, all of those that, moments. Yeah, she'll just clip all the moments when I'm still <laughs> and coming back and, 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 you know, in and out. So I froze while talking about Milo in the tub. Um, no, this, I, I so I, I'd say, I mean, one of the other things about you could say great art, I mean, certainly great Christian art should make you puzzle through these hmm 
layers of meaning. I mean, that there's, and not that it's a cult, that it's revelatory, that he's trying to show, well, we are, we'll move to the next one, which is our Lord. It's a mosaic. <laughs> yeah. um, that these, these images, the, you know, classic images of, oh, now I remember that the, there's something about the crucifixion I had in mind. Now I've forgotten it. Um, that, that it's that shocking image that we're meant to be drawn in and reflected by. But that wasn't it. That wasn't what I was thinking. We've got, with these, with this particular time and these images, and there's too many things going through both of our heads at the same time to capture it all, which is the way it should be when you're dealing with art. Yes? <laughs> yeah. So talk, talk to us about the Pantocrator. What do, what do we think about that? Well, why I chose that, because it's a mosaic. And also because this is the beginning of art. For me, me, like, you know, looking at that image, it was just thinking about how trippy it is that Christ decides to make people in his image and then while he's doing it, knowing that he's going to become one of them, potentially. Like, it's very funny, but, uh, yeah, when I was looking at the mosaic image of Christos Pantocrata, it's like, okay, that's like the ultimate meta, uh, imagery, because he made base. He made it. When and then the artists Adam, make you know it. What I mean? And this is, I mean, this is, is so I say, this is exactly like the drawing yeah. of Ye yeah. uh, uh, or the drawing of Kim by yeah, us yeah, exactly. of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just another, it's like more fan art of God making fan art. He's, he's created us as the art reflecting his own image. So that's why I liked it. That's why I chose, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, we have to get an, we have to get an image there of that kind of icon because in that, in that sense, like, uh, we've all been created in the image of that one face, right. which we only see through the incarnation. Or I, so I, I was actually, I did a blog post some time ago about the face of God, which is the one Milo post that didn't get in the book because it had all the images and we didn't put pictures in the book. <laughs> and, um, you know, the sort of question of what, what does, what, if you are representing the face of God, what does it, what does it look like? What does his face look like? And I was re- reflecting on a article where they'd done a scientific study of asking people what they thought Jesus looked like and then blended them. So they ended up with this blended image. And my first, my first um, example was Milo, but not Milo in the tub covered with blood because he's, you know, he's not our mm-hmm. sacrifice, but Milo in effect penitent before the world at the uh, press conference where he was talking about why he said what he said about being abused. And, mm-hmm. you know, sort of he's like, he's kind of looking down and he's like that. And, and um, so therefore not projecting the uh, glamour character and not with glasses on. He has no glasses on in that one. Um, 
and then I, I compared it with some other, you know, it's like, I think I ended up with like 12 or 16 different options. I can't remember. And there was a range of pictures, right? Uh, from the world to the Mona Lisa to Albert Durer as Christ, right? And the artist, when the artist used their own face in the mirror to be, you know, to represent Christ, which is, you know, sort of a, a Renaissance yes. self-fashioning joke, but wait, it, on, as you're saying, it's like God made our faces. So if we're painting our own faces, are we representing the image? Um, I had so, some other yeah. selections such as Ganesha, which the Hindu God who has an elephant head. We're kind of on themes of elephants in, in the poetry at the moment. <laughs> bloody the bloody elephant. elephant. Um, the world itself, like the whole globe um, in, in those mm -hmm. representations. Um, a crowd. So you have lots of faces. Uh, uh, and, and then a, 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 a you know, 10th century manuscript that's basically just Rothko kind of blue. It, it's like Mark Rothko was anticipated by a thousand years because there were medieval painters that understood this problem of representing God as, as, as sort of color that you're losing yourself in in contemplation, the, 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 the infinite. Or not the infinite because they don't have that concept in the Middle Ages. The... Well, whatever God is, right? The through the holy of the through the veil into the holy of holies. Like what do you what do you see? Yes. yes, yes, and and therefore always in art. I mean, the degree to which we our own faces, photographs of us, representations of Christ. But who do we use as model? I mean, then there's also those those things that get circulated mm -hmm. around the internet with um, the either skull reconstructions off of. I guess the skull that they're projecting out of the shot of Turin, I'm not sure. Blended images of people from the region. So you look Lebanese or, or um, Syrian. Um, like a Syrophoenician AI generated Jesus face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen those. And, and that were, yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah, yeah. the, in, 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 um, you know, uh, the the icon iconographical tradition that there's supposed to be conventions for representing Jesus because then you know for sure that that's what he looks like. You can't you can't yes. make him you can't make him outside of the canon of of representations because otherwise you might not be representing him. It's like, uh, well, hopefully you know if we have Saint Luke there painting Our Lady as she was at the Annunciation, hmm. Or no, I think no. It's he doesn't do the Annunciation. He does the the Hodigatria, the, the the she's holding the child and pointing to him. I think that's the right one. But but there's always there's always this desire of saying it's like this is the un the the image made without human hands. This is the un the unhuman. But our hands are God's made creature. You know, these are our art. If we make art with our hands, we're making God's image with the image He made. It gets very trippy very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Ye said, he said, like, God made man, and that was a selfie. I forget the line. It was from one of his songs. But he I, he gets it. He gets it. It's a God taking a selfie in us and then having that, uh, having Christ in all of us is that uh that grand mosaic of every single person who's a part of his body then reflecting him into the world just like that uh pantocrator mosaic you know it's like all of us individually assemble him on the earth 
Mm. Like the, I mean, so you could do those images that are made of other images, the little mosaic, it's like tiny little images that go together to make a, a picture as a mosaic. Yep. yep. Like, like when they've got a million pictures of Jimi Hendrix to get the Jimi Hendrix portrait. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we are, all, so all, absolutely all of us are an element. I mean, so, and, and that's, it's like, is it mosaic or hologram? I realize because a hologram, mm -hmm. every fragment of the photographic plate can reproduce the whole image. It's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's light waves. Ethers are, tell them. Um, <laughs> if he's still, if he's, if he's still watching. Um, bring in the physicist. Bring, we need, we need a, we need an electromagnetician. Is there one in the house? Um, that the hologram, every, every particle of it, every piece of it can, if you shine the correct wavelength back through it can reproduce the whole thing. So we could say, mm -hmm. are we holograms? And that is, you know, God, the world is the hologram and every one of us reflects the whole of, of our image or is God our collection are the, you know, all of the human beings that have ever been born or conceived more accurately, probably all of the human beings that have ever been conceived are part of that image of God. So that's why one of my choices of the image of, of God was, was the crowd. And it's like, it, it, it takes all of us to make the image of God, not any one of us holographically. Mm -hmm. So mosaic or hologram. I mean, we made both of those, both of those are art forms that we have as God's creatures poetically made. Therefore, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is all yes. Always, always reaching for what's beyond the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, this is why I don't like the face covering. I want that to stop. The iconoclasm of the human face has to stop. Because we're not even like, I, you know, thinking about that, we're not even We're so obsessed with making fan art of other people's faces. We're not even looking at the prototype anymore when people are covered up like that uh there's no it's like the windows closed it's like the veil's been put over you know it's we're we're uh, it's the anti-apocalypse to have everyone covered up like this I mean, wow. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> no, it's, it's like the, the, the masks are, are, are veils that, you know, that I, I, we, we showed that on my, on our Corona files one that mm -hmm. I wore a, a belly dancer mm -hmm. veil for my mask. And I realized some of it was cause you, you were animated. It moved, right. It was still mm -hmm. that because the veil had the, the um, beads on it and the gold, it could still shimmer. Right, which like like the mosaics. I mean, I'm thinking about the mosaic and the the panchakarta and why mosaics are so beautiful. They're made of lots of little pieces. They have um, like gold foil behind them. They're glass, but they have the 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 foil backing them, so they're three dimensional in a sense, right? So that they can catch the light and send it back out. They reflect, and mm -hmm. that that technology was in fact. I just, where do we go next? Oh, we're to the Eche Homo now. Oh well. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. Go back to the mosaic. <laughs> I know because I, I know that in our, in our stack there's some pictures of the the decorated skeletons, 
And I, oh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking of uh, relics that we know we know some reliquaries in the in the Middle Ages were made with like silver backing. So there's the backing, the 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 fragment of the body, and then a, a crystal covering. So that when you see you as the the viewer looks at that relic, it's it it reflects back the light of heaven, as it were. And and this this mosaic technology is trying to achieve. It, I should finish my sentences because I keep interrupting myself. I've been watching our videos and I realize I stop it. Now I've made a complete parentheses of thinking about it. Parentheses. Okay. So the the mosaic technology is um, reflecting the light back at you. The glass technology, where you have windows where the glass the light shines through and it changes color because of the way it's refracted through that glass. Um, I mean, all of these are elements of our. So it's similar to a screen, like the way we're looking now. We're looking at screens which are projecting light at us. So what you're describing is the kind of ancient form of doing this uh, illusion of having light projected out onto whoever's looking at the the mosaic tile or the relic. I get yes, yes. So our, so our so, I mean our screens, our LEDs, whatever's behind these screens, right? They're shining at us, um, and the mm. and the mosaic is actually reflecting. So we are yes. The, the, in a when you're looking at mosaic, it's it's sending light at you. Ethers are we right? Ferris Blue Bear. I'm working on an audience participation piece called Firing Squad. Ass and blah blah blah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, that the uh, mosaic when you're looking at it is shining onto you. But it's reflected mm -hmm. light rather than the light that's come through a window is that's coming in on me today, uh, and one way or the other, you're in light. We we have definitely having mm -hmm. to be thinking about that. So that uh, one of the things that came up yesterday in the the, se the seminar um, was this again this problem of presence, the problem of participation, the degree to which we find ourselves inside the art, which I realize I'm always doing, right? The Christian poesis is you must find yourself inside this. You have, you are not just spectator of the art as yay. I, I you know, I'm, I'm starting to fangirl in because I actually listened to the album. Go, <laughs> go, yay. Right. This we is a mission. This, he got me, he got me totally. I was like, oh man, this, this, he really, no. And the thing is, I think I didn't get it because the first time I listened to Jesus King, all I knew was what Jonathan Pajo had said about him in that lecture. Right. And so I'm just listening to the, the songs. I'm like, oh, they're okay. You know, and <laughs> of course now I'm, I'm hearing them having listened to him speak more and I'm hearing the echoes and the, the resonances of what he's doing. And when he's saying, this is a mission, not a show, you are in it, Right. The, the yet again the the pirates of the Caribbean you know you, you know I don't believe in ghost stories you best believe them you know Miss Turner you're in one you're in. we're in this and the mosaic is trying to make us in it. it it wants us to be inside of Christ mm. which is a problem therefore when we get the redone ecce homo which we talk about that one. <laughs> I was crying. I was crying, laughing for an hour when I was looking at that. Oh my gosh. So, this poor Spanish woman. The funniest thing about it is, is have you got the picture up? Yes. This poor Spanish woman 
She was complaining. She said they didn't let me finish. What? <laughs> it's not gonna help. <laughs> because she just wanted to finish her art. And it's like... That was true devotion. Despite all odds. I mean, why not let her finish? There's not, you know, it's like in the state that it's in right now, it's fan art. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she's gone. (laughs) She's, she's in the church and there's this beautiful old icon of Christ in the church that's been peeling away and it's, you know, degrading. Um, This parishioners, (laughs) this parishioners decided that she wants to, Take the labor on herself to restore the icon. Having <laughs> obviously no training whatsoever in doing uh, art restoration. <laughs> and then finds out that she's wanted by police. <laughs> Somebody's reported her. For vandalism of this icon, even though she claimed that she was, <laughs> she was restoring, restoring it and repainting it in full view of the parish and mm. the priests that were in her church. But well, I was just, I was, <laughs> if I think about it, I'm going to start. I'm going to start again. There were too many elements about this which were hilarious. The first was just. <laughs> like childlike innocence like it was like a fan art a fan art moment she just saw this you know degraded icon and thought i will try my i will try my best i will try my best to restore this i'm sorry gonna lose it okay so so your delight is 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 joy in the the innocence of the love Think about Jesus yes. Christ looking at <laughs> We we've lost kilts. She's over the edge. <laughs> oh look and we've lost me. I froze again. Sorry, I told you I was gonna lose it. <sighs> it was I I don't know why I find this so hilarious. <laughs> Okay, so this is this is this is kilts as say so she's the live streamer in in contemplation of the rest- restoration of the icon, incapable of making speech, covering her face now. This is, this is I think the meta levels hit every single time. Far out. Can you imagine Jesus there? We're talking about the real presence. you right now so <laughs> we're supposed to be speaking we're supposed to be speaking and you're incapable you're 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 simply in 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 holy laughter i think is the it's like the the joy of i i, I think that the I, one hopes that god has this oh response god. to our efforts right because most of what we do it's really a 
most of what we do looks like this. We don't, we don't get, we don't get, we don't get to be better than God at making beauty. No. no. <laughs> like she's just genuinely got her heart in the beautiful, the most beautiful things. All she wants to do is a nice picture of the Lord. And she makes him look like a monkey. No, it's <laughs> I'm going to change pictures so she's not, she can't see these and she's still laughing. Oh, look, we've got a guy with a bag on his head, which is the opposite. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I find this so hilarious. Well, no, I the thing I'm is... Crying, I, I, I'm crying off all my black. Which is appropriate, too. So no, the thing is, I think it's, 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 it's exactly the, it's, it's, a t yeah, I love it. I, I love it because this is, oh we God. should, and this is, I, you have, no, no, my dear, I'm going to match to this. I'm going to match to this. That you have just demonstrated what we mean by rhesus at, rhesus at bellum, right? It's, it's this, the sweetness of our attempts at loving god and show and, and then we come into the world yeah. and we are ridiculous we are every single time this is this is the literal opposite of everything that everyone's worrying about with you know yay and milo and the celebrities and the chains and the beauty and don't misbehave i, th I think in the version of the the video that we lost when i'm talking about people worrying about who i am and stuff like that at this conference and, and you're and you're constantly constantly in this we need to stay proper and don't embarrass yourself and yeah. and 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 not have um you know the, the the effort this should have shamed her and instead what she said was i didn't finish i was doing i was they didn't let me they didn't finish. they didn't let me finish and the, and the opposite of yeah. it is it's like this this guy I, is this someone you know i don't it's like there's a bear in the background of this and paparazzi's mm -hmm. all these people taking photographs of this man who is um, he's in dress and in, in evening clothes and it seems to be fairly fit. Um, and, but with a bag on his head that is inscribed, I'm not famous anymore. Oh, no, that's Sheila Booth. Ooh, very good. Okay. Try okay. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I, yeah, um, I, I yeah. watched the, I watched the Try video with, with Bishop Barron and, and I, now I can't remember how he was saying his name and they apparently know each other in person. So <laughs> I don't know. Okay, oh, so that's okay. he's taller than I thought he was, um, or at least he's slender in that in that in that picture. Okay, so I'm not famous anymore. <sighs> okay, <laughs> so I had to include that because it was about like you know connected to this entire history of 4chan trolling Shia LaBeouf into like uh, just rage on screen because he was really into performance art, so he understands this. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We understand this <laughs> we're just we're just gonna clip that <clears throat> of kilts laughs for a good two minutes. <laughs> She's gonna start again. No, wait. I want, I want to meet that woman. So anyway, the the melt the multisensorial, right? You know, this kind of like uh <clears throat> multi-dimensional iconography where someone's invited into the experience so shy he, he gets this he's been doing performance art for ages and he was saying when he was talking to the bishop this is what the roman uh the roman mass was giving him he started to see christ through the liturgy and see the revelation of the lord through this 
multi-sensorial multi experience. So he sees the real presence of the Lord there in the Eucharist for this reason. And he'd been going through all of these weird performance art phases and doing these things, which are, which are anti-Trump. The opposite of what Milo was right. doing. Yes. With his bloodbath and wanting to build the wall. And Shia's like, he will not divide us. Well, I have so that one too. So here we, here we have, he will not divide us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he sets up a camera in this place and, you know, he wants to have this, like, 24-hour streaming thing going on and, of course, you know, 4chan get on it immediately and start using it to troll him. <clears throat> but the paper bag over the face where he says, I'm not famous anymore, I mean, that was a fantastic thing. But very somber because what do you do as an artist once you get famous? And then you're no longer ridiculous because your face becomes the brand. So then I see this kind of plastic bag, uh, paper bag moment where he's standing on the red carpet trying to deny fame. And yet the irony is that once you get famous, you can't get unfamous, as Dave Chappelle said. So he's kind of stuck with it. Like, what do you do when your own face becomes mm. uh, attached to branding? that you're unable to reject. It was really fascinating little prank that he did. Oh, that's great. Because I was thinking the thing that the bag makes you curious about is who is it? So mm -hmm. there's a, Who's this who famous? is this, who used to be famous? And yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and the, this well, is, like, so <laughs> I find, I find, I can't say his name right. And I, and, and I wouldn't recognize him bag or no bag. Um, so I only actually know him in the pranks, right? I recognized him as Shia LaBeouf in the He Will Not Divide Us because I think I saw some of that, some of that performance and I remember reading about it. So I don't actually recognize his face, which is ironic. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're standing on the red carpet with a bag over his face too, it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, it's sort of like... <clears throat> Showing that people don't really care who's there as long as they're on the red carpet. Right. Interchangeable. You know, you could cut and paste, put a different face on it. It's irrelevant. It's like as long as this person is on the red carpet, they possess this thing called fame and therefore they're getting attention even with the paper bag. <laughs> because it's not about the face necessarily even. It's just them standing on the red carpet. That was a good troll. And so it's, which, it's what you were saying about the the setting for things. Um, that is, is, mm. is if you can end up on the red carpet, and there's a whole sort of ritual. I mean, it's like that one. I've got it back. I've got the bag. I'm flipping back and forth between bag and he will not divide us. Um, that the, the 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 picture includes all the people taking pictures. It includes all the the paparazzi and and photographer journalists and photographers in the background. So. Um, the ritual there is if you are on the red carpet, you are famous and the, and, yeah. the, and then what the people watching, particularly those my age who never go to the movies anymore, except for pirates, um, uh, ask is, well, who is that? They must be famous, except for you don't yeah. know who they are. <laughs> yeah. And so you have yeah. to ask. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> <laughs> they're so famous i don't know who they are i have what? no idea who they are they must be and so yeah. fame and that i mean this is a this i've been loving I'm, I'm really liking this shia whoever he is um that we're desperate for fame 
I mean, I think the the sort of one of the things we were thinking about is the theme for this. Although I, th I think we're I think the theme for the title for this episode is icon and idol. I'm not sure you're gonna have to come. We're gonna have to come up with a title for it. But one of the things we were thinking <laughs> of was audience of one. Ye's phrase mm. about how you know he's making his art for God, and how people respond to it is not relevant to his making the art that he's making. I mean, that we're the sort of that that we've been looking at more at the icons and the 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 problem of the fan art and maybe that's it. Fan art is the title, um, but uh, the the desire for fame is this. Oh, you know, people will recognize me, and then you get so famous, you're on the red carpet. But nobody recognizes you. The, the, in fact, fame isn't. Uh, I mean, my so I, I see. I see. We have in chats um, Ferris Bluer Bear, sorry, so crass, bloody Milo in the morning. Well, okay. <laughs> um, and again, Ferris Bluer Bear, I'm a reluctant art artist facilitator. Have lost any reverence for either, especially statement and analysis. I get the pitch rehearsal on repeat. Oh, that's that's actually something very interesting to think about, the way in which people describe why they're doing what they're doing. The sort of, here's my art, mm. and I want you to therefore make me famous. Right? Is that, if, if Ferris Bluer Bear, yes, if you're still there, yeah. is that is that the pro part of the problem? Um, that we want, we, yeah. you know, we want to make our art, we want to make the pitch to make ourselves idols, that other people draw images of, or I was, I actually had this, this moment in the, in the seminars, the, the other, they were so nice to me here. They were so con, con, um, gracious and, and, and here, professor Rachel Fulton Brown. I'm like, who, who, who's that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's my own public image. I have a hard time keeping attached to my own face as, as it were. And I'm like, well, no, I'm just here to have fun and talk about art. What are you talking about? Who's this famous person you keep mentioning? <laughs> um, I know. I, I, I hope I know that's for real. I, it, it's hard for me to keep character when I'm needing, they need me as the people who have this international Congress to behave mm as the person they invited. And I want to be there as a fellow member of the conversation and talking about how we do it. And then, and then in the papers, they're talking about other artists, right? John Ashbery. We had a really nice conversation, ex absolutely excellent paper on a John Ashbery poem, which maybe we'll talk about, um, had a stranger in it, which made me then think about our poems and then made me think about, ooh, wouldn't it be cool if one day in a seminar, people were talking about Dragon Common Rooms poems and then I'm there, right? You're you're in the. I want to be on the red carpet, but even when I'm on the red carpet, I don't believe I'm on the red carpet. And would people recognize me? As it, it's so, it's like the that 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 sort of reflection of who it, it. Once you've made the art, it's not yours anymore. It goes out into the world and 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 has effects on people. Your intention in making the art, which is what Ye is worried about, it's like I'm making it for God. I'm making it out of love of God and and joy and beauty and truth. But then, if you make it and send it out into the world, even if it's all of five people watching your live stream, <laughs> it's already affecting people. For example, poor Ferris Bluer Bear had to be bloody Miloed in the morning. Um, uh, <laughs> that. <clears throat> Yeah, we're not innocent. There's, I mean, there's innocence, and then there's desire for attention, and then there's the, you know, the. the I think the we go. He will not divide us. What do we have next? Trump, <laughs> but not Trump, because it's it's a series of 
posters or is that photoshopped onto a wall? I can't tell. Of Trump. Oh, where he's going. Yeah, like making, and, and it looks, but it, I've never seen Trump <laughs> in a Lotus pose, so I don't believe that that could be his body, right? So the, uh, you know, some people so famous that you're always going to be recognizing them, but then pe other people transform your image. Yes. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still croaking. <laughs> I'm trying to leave. I, so I've also been, I've also, this is our meta, this is our meta episode, right? I'm reflecting on our reflection and realizing I really need to let Kilt speak. But when she pauses and I'm like, does she want me to keep speaking? Does she want me to go on? I don't know. I'll sit here and be quiet. No, keep going. I was, I was, I was really trying to calm down again. Um, but th look, this is this is what a good artist is gonna do, as opposed to just like being a, a, a kind of um, monopoly game for fame. They become part of your life. You know, like a song that you listen to at a particular moment in your life is gonna become a part of your life, like yours, or um, a painting or a piece of clothing that someone has made for you or a movie that you saw you know it like i uh i became really aware of how important this was uh a little while ago that um it wasn't the sense of uh things that I had previously where I thought, oh, you know, most people are running around just to, to get the recognition for whatever they're doing. I started to think about what everything would have been like without particular songs in the moments that I was uh, recalling. And the world looks different. It sounds different. So that it's like sonically everything's changed when when musicians are no longer making their music, then the world just doesn't sound the same anymore. It's a, it affects everything. So it's like if the planet, if human experience is this multi-sensorial installation art that we're all participating in together, we all have an opportunity to do this for each other. That's what I like uh, to focus on. Someone getting on a red carpet or not is irrelevant. They've woven themselves into the um, the grand mosaic of every individual's story here. So, like Monkey Jesus Lady, for example, she started out just wanting to do do good, but she got famous because of that horrendous mistake of hers, which was not a mistake really. It was just bad training. And then, and then she ended up doing another um she did it again yeah, i think another... she did another one well she did she had a gallery like showing oh okay people came to have a look at her work afterwards and then they started <laughs> putting her image on all of these other things but... i'm gonna go back to the the catacomb scribbles of christ now <laughs> yeah it's like they've become part of the they've become part of the greatest story so it's like all right if that can happen with badly restored iconography, then it's happening all the time with everything we're doing. So 
I, yeah, instead of it just being like, oh, we're going to make this because we want recognition and fame. It's like, why am I making this? I'm making this to weave this into somebody else's story. It's interactive. Right. So going back to, you were talking about the musicians, they make the music and it becomes parts of our lives, which is then, of course, <laughs> the good reason and also the, I mean, so our, our, our tension between the occult and the revelatory, the good reason... Yeah for making the art and the music and the poetry and the pictures and the live streams <laughs> is to, mm -hmm. to, and then we're saying fill in that blank there. I mean, we do it, it I think, and you're saying, so what I'm showing now is this um, famous graffiti. It's so-and-so worships his God, right? And it's the, I, I can't remember the translation. Alexa. Yeah. Um, he, uh, it's a donkey on a cross. Mm -hmm. um, and understood to be, in effect, the earliest representation of Jesus crucified, <laughs> which is a donkey. Um, we make art, we do... So I'd say the audience of one is important because is God going to be affected by our art? We do make things and put them into the world in the hope that they affect people. So we're not we're not completely innocent of that. I think it's, it's, it's hard to say if, if we, but then we're called to make, right? we're, we're called to be fruitful and multiply, you know, make babies. We're called to um, till the garden, right? That, that came up yesterday in the, mm -hmm. in the seminar. It's like, what's culture? And culture is only outside of the, the fall. It's only a fallen world that has, that has art. And it's like, no, Adam was sent and put into the garden to care for it and tend for it. And it's a garden. It's already, cultivated. <laughs> There's already art in Eden. Um, so, I mean, God's calling us to be in interaction with the world. And you could almost say it's even worse not to make art. It's, it's, it's worse to refuse the invitation to make even as badly as, as monkey Jesus or donkey Jesus. Um, so that that's one level, but then the, the art that is out there, the songs that inspire us. And I, I rather like Shakira's song in Zootopia. It's very, I, I, you know, whatever the one about you fall oh, down yes. and make mistakes and you're going to get up again. Mm -hmm. And, and I love it when she sings it with the tigers in the, in the finale. And I've, I've, you know, I may have shared that with people who were less appreciative of it than I am. It's <laughs> girly nonsense. Um, that, you know, I play that song to encourage myself. And, and you say, so she made this beautiful song that encourages me. That's a gift to the world. Mm -hmm. Ye has made yes. his, his, his missions and his gospel music, and it's a gift to the world. And um, so Ferris Bleer Bear is um, worrying about whether when people are making art, they're vehicles for money laundering or an actual vision screaming out of the artist's skull. And yeah, that we, we hate the money laundering version of it and the fame and the distortion of it because all art should be fan art out of love mm -hmm. and fan art. Oh, I think that is the title of this episode because it's art for the fans, right? You are, you are making it to give, you know, put beauty and joy and reflection and I mean, challenge probably into other people's lives. So you have to be aware of your audience. I mean, the, the, your fans are your audience. Mm -hmm. So you have to be aware of your audience that you're making something that is going to touch and affect them, even if it's 
I mean, and beware. I mean, I think that's why obviously people don't like when artists that they've loved do something ugly because it hurts them. Mm. Yeah, it does. There's a, there's a loss of ideal. I have to think about that a little bit. Well, we've taken the donkey Jesus off. Now we have skull with gemstones. Um, wow. <clears throat> we were also in the seminar. We're going to just reflect on the seminar. Um, we were also talking about evil and the you know as it's as we say the why the problem of evil is why does evil exist, and particularly in an Augustinian universe universe creation where evil doesn't exist. It's a deprivation of the good. And ugliness, you know, it's like the ugly is this problem of absence of beauty. Mm. Um, I, I think I, I think I threw Vox's argument about why God, why you know atheism is wrong into the mix. And I, I think it was Vox's. Now I don't I credit. I'm trying to credit him if it was his, um, where the, the, the speaker was concerned about, um, you know, the how do you deal with the uh, children's suffering, particularly like torture of children, abuse of children. Um, in a good, you know, if God is good, why are children suffering? Why are children being hurt? And th the argument I said, well, okay, I, I can, I think I can answer that, um, that you're upset, therefore you're crying out for justice, therefore you believe in justice, therefore you do believe yes. in God because you you do you're outraged because you have a sense of justice and if you had no sense yeah. of justice then that would be worse right your your own outrage is a proof of the existence of the standard that you think people should be judged yeah. by yeah yeah and and beauty seems to work similarly it's like the so this is interesting is this is this skull with gemstones and you know golden golden spiky halo ray beautiful or not it's a skull with gemstones <laughs> do you like it goth do you skull like it? goth skull um so i you know i grew up enough protestant that i still see relics with a bit of confusion i think and and, and i'm of course mm. enough of caroline bynum's student to have read the resurrection of the body and therefore know that the point of relics is that they will rise. They're not dead. And none mm -hmm. of, and it's like our, our, this, this is like the, your skull is your, your, the opposite of our living face. Cause it's the flesh gone. And that thing that it's we're so precious. Selfie. It's a what? It's a crypt selfie. It's a crypt selfie. Well, but it's, it's, it's the truth selfie of, you know, looking at my, 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 you know, it's like, I got this nice skin and I've got this nice flesh and I've got this, you know, our beauty as, as, as when we're alive seems to depend on having a face like, on it, on the skull. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and we don't tend to think of skulls as beautiful because they should be a cult. They should be, they should be hidden. Um, and here the, the skull of the saint, these, so I think these, these skeletons are in, Bavaria, um, and they were mm -hmm. taken from the catacombs, right? So we, we go from 
I think this this graffiti is in the catacombs, and now I'm not sure. It's somewhere in Rome. It's, it's like so we take we're taken from Rome. The the the, the skeletons are taken from Rome to um, the north during the Counter Reformation. Um, in for churches that wanted to, you know, basically up up their holiness to have bodies mm-hmm. of the saints, and and therefore they're given they're full skeletons for the most part. This one looks like a skull on a cushion, but. Um, and some of the other ones uh, of the same region, they're full skeletons, all clothed in gemstones. And it, it is a re- it, it's it's a really interesting sort of test. As you see, the, I, I, this is the relic I was thinking of when you're saying the relics are shining at you, showing you that they belong in heaven. And that's that's the, the immediate yes. reason why they're covered in the gemstones because have, the the heavenly Jerusalem is a city of gemstones. We, when we are resurrected and we hope with mercy, you know, become citizens of heaven, um, will be clothed in, in, in glorified bodies. And these gemstones as uh, creatures from paradise, right? The, the, the rivers from paradise are understood to flow with gemstones. And actually in India, they find gemstones in the rivers coming from the mountains. So there's gem-filled rivers that are from paradise, which then is a reflection of the heavenly Jerusalem. And these, these relics clothed in the gemstones are therefore visual representations of the beauty we have as souls and, and, our, glor- and, and in gl- our glorified bodies as the resurrected after our judgment. Mm. So talk about revelation. <laughs> We've got, we've gone from yeah. Milo in the, in the bloody bath to, and, and, okay. So I realized there was a, the, there's an open parenthesis there that the people are worried about that is, you know, you've, you've, you've taken on this, this false baptism, this reverse baptism in blood. Um, you know, our true baptism was baptism into Christ's death, as Paul says, which is pretty bloody <laughs> to begin with. So, you know, the, 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 right reading of the imagery is as difficult with this this relic is it is it gory and gruesome and something that you put on your porch for halloween or is it gory and gruesome and something you put on your porch for halloween (laughs) there was there was one um house in our neighborhood that had a full like day of the dead um ornaments it's like look very um in fact mexican or um south american uh where you're you know it's decorating Mm -hmm. the skulls of your loved ones as and again, you could look at this, and indeed the Protestants do look at these ornamented relics and say, idolatry! Yes. yes. I mean, strictly speaking, ancestor worship, I suppose, but they're not your direct ancestors because they're the saints who may have died virgin and therefore without children. But uh, they are, the, you know, this kind of recognition of the dead. Why is that? Is that idolatrous? Is it what the Romans did? In fact, what the Romans did, they kept death masks of their ancestors, the patricians did in their, in their homes. Um, reverence for the famous, but, but these people, we're not really sure who these saints were. I think they do have attributions, but that ta- bones taken from the catacombs always have a little complication, <laughs> whether or not, and, and in the, in the Carolingian period, when they're looting lots of them from, from um, Rome, they, have miracle stories to go along with them to verify that they're saints. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so they're authorized. They're authorized. Authorized saint relics. 
Talk about Shia, Shia, Shia no. LaBeouf going from place to place and being discovered, right, by 4chan. It's a, the saints being taken from one place to another. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah. It, can, can they manifest themselves by miracles to, to say, it's me? <laughs> yep. Um, well, that, that's kind of the, the, the ultimate installation art, isn't it? I mean, we're taking a saint that we expect to be resurrected and carrying their body and decorating it like this, knowing that at any moment they could just pop up back alive again. Like, it's quite... <laughs> <laughs> it's quite... <laughs> this is not a macabre thing. It's funny. Well, it's supposed to be joyous, right? Holding... Yeah. Okay, it's funny. Yeah, Keep going. like you're, you're holding... You're, well, you're holding someone who is not dead they're sleeping you know in in that view in that christian view and sort of living around them uh as though they've just overslept with you know it, it's it's kind of like uh again removing the the ve removing the veil and being on the border mm. it's like being on the border of life and death at the same time because you're living around this person that you expect to just pop up at any moment or that you know the the the, the final judgment when the lord returns so it could be at any moment again, yeah so yeah yeah and it could be at any moment he comes as a thief so if he's it, there's this that that's a very strange behavior which is this border border mentality behavior of like okay well we're not dividing the living and the dead anymore there's no distinction we're going to live with them because they're not dead and we're not alive because we're dead in christ it's a very trippy way of thinking mm. about it it's quite humorous decorating them for this you know you, you, know, you imagine you die as a poor saint and then you just wake up <laughs> and covered in you guys do when i was asleep so when people get drunk bodies and they wake up in chaffy like written across their face it's very similar uh, there's a lot of joy in it there is a lot of joy in that I, yeah, now I'm, I'm forever after going to have that image of the saints. Going, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do to me? The last thing I remember, I was having what my head chopped though? off. I, yeah, wouldn't it be funny though? You died in Rome. You wake up in Bavaria, surrounded by German speakers. Where am I? Why do I have things stuck to my skin? Yeah, would be very strange. <clears throat> Christians are Christian, weird. Yeah, so totally. Well, and I, I, I think, yeah. I think, I, I, I am more and more convinced of my, my premise at the beginning was true. Christian, you know, there is Christian poetics is poetics, because what else are you trying to do? So the the famous classical artist poetry is Horace, and he has a, I, I, I should know this off the top of my head because I have this tapestry that has it woven into it at home, but. Um, that the you know poet the poet should make it seem as if the thing is in front of you that you can you can see it and and that um, you know sort of mimesis 
that the idea that art is about representation of reality. It's it, that we, we, we favor, well, it's curious because we favor in, in Western art now, quote, realistic art, except for that's not what people make. That's what I think Ferris Bluer Bear um, is, you know, worrying about that, that this modern art that isn't, that we don't look at it as art. Although, okay, so again, at this conference, they had a lovely little exhibit of with entitled the throne of wisdom so i was all over it because it was like beautiful mm -hmm. marian images but also some more contemporary stuff that doesn't have the delicacy of execution that the, <laughs> the 17th century images did um and yeah it is a, it you know it's the, that's the fan art too i mean it looks it you know sort of at the level of it looks like our gay and kim drawings of sketching but with love and then, yeah. and then you're like, do I like this or not? Well, no, I actually prefer that medieval image. But some people look at the medieval images and say, well, that you know looks like cartoon art. Uh, and 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 then we're in the horrible, terrible, terrible aesthetic realm of his beauty in the eye of the beholder. Hmm. Um, Christian art always being about this making in in in. Uh, Subcreation with the creator, which is t the way Tolkien thought about mm -hmm. it, and and our and I think I we should keep emphasizing this childlike desire to reflect the joy that we have in God's creatures. So you know, realistic painting mm. is is definitely trying to do that. You're drawing nature very accurately. Yes. 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 You're studying, you're studying the great creation. Mm, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering if this is in a way that people are uh, meditating on the character of God when they're, when they're uh, creating these kinds of things. Um, yeah i i don't know i don't know why it is that the the aesthetics or or the artistic like uh trend now is to have everything real even though when they're promoting reality it's It's got nothing human in it. It looks very mechanized. I, I don't know if this is making any sense. But like, <clears throat> someone sent a picture to me on Telegram, and it was like a it was a portrait of this really old Indian woman, who, I mean, she looked like 120 years old. She completely wrinkled, leather face, and everything, and uh, just weathered, like a really weathered face. And I really liked it because. You could see the mileage, the mm. time mileage in her in her expression. You know, it wasn't this uh, cosmetically enhanced face. You know, like I'm gonna rail on Madonna again, but you know, she'd had there were no lip fillers, there was no Botox. This woman's face was like 120 years of hard life in an Indian village, and her eyes, she still looked human. There was there wasn't some. Uh, mm. 
some vital element of the human character taken out of her. It's like this with a kind of modern representation, people that are doing portraiture and everything. They're capturing the faces, but it's almost like people have forgotten how to capture the human character when they're doing these kinds of portraits. Like, uh, there's some kind of missing depth perception in the way people mm. are doing things now. I have someone in mind, but I'm not going to mention their name. Mm. But the very renowned artist uh, who does portraits and um, I don't like them, even though technically the artwork is very good. Uh, the faces aren't telling a story. There's no story. Well, okay, so fan art, I mean, we define, we're working around the theme of fan art, and it's with love and this desire to be in the presence. And, I mean, I don't, I, maybe beauty in the, in the eye, is in the eye of the beholder in the sense of when we behold with love, there's beauty. And when we make art that is you know, an expression of that love, other people will see that. Mm. I mean, I think, th thinking now back to the, so Cheryl had said, um, Milo's bath is not much different than the skull. I, so I think, yeah, so we were talking about it as performance. Both of them are somehow performance. I mean, the, the relics are performance of a liturg liturgy. They're, they're, they're a dynamic presence. You're praying with the saints. Mm -hmm. They're there in your church because you're praying with the saints. Um, and they are alive in the in the Lord. Um, Ferris Bluer Bear is saying, yes. human skeletal decor going to make a huge comeback. Trend colors next season all revolve around bleached bones, which is which is which is interesting. Well, but this is so I've changed the bones, but we're still looking at a skull, an ornamented skull. And I was thinking about his comment while you were saying people don't look alive. I mean, this is this skull looks more alive than some yeah. portrait. <laughs> Yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> the skull's more animated than a lot of portraits. Like even selfies, you know, you see this kind of, it's the, the same expression reproduced over and over and over again in different women's faces. Or, uh, you know, men, but not so much men. Well, that's kind of changing now too. But there is no, um, yeah. That's what it is. There, there seems to be this missing vitality in the in the expressions that people are depicting in their images. Well, here I am making faces at the camera now. Um, and the, no, I thought about that. It's, a, it's like that. You know, you can end up making the same. You you get your selfie face, and you do that one every single time versus. The, the meta level here is that when I do covers for these videos and I'm trying to capture different moments in the conversation and I'm sort of allowing us to have mobile faces, even in our stills in, yeah. in, in those, those screen captures, it's I mean, being on video is an interesting problem because then you see the range of, it's like when you pose for your mirror, it's, it, you can make it static and, Oh, look, I like this one. I'll hold this one. <laughs> um, whereas if you're, if you're on camera, you have to get used to seeing you from all these different angles and the movement and the different expressions that you didn't realize you were making. 
I, this is, yeah, the live streaming and the videos and the selfies and the cameras and the mirrors is we're all, as I, I was talking about, you know, the degree to which I'm aware of myself when I'm in a, in a moment as the person that other people are needing me to play the performance. Yeah. And, you know, at what, you know, I'm holding my face. I keep, I'm, yeah. I'm doing nothing but making Calvin faces right now, which you're not looking at. Um, uh, you know, the, I, I, I like that, that series of, um, episodes in Calvin and Hobbes when he just can't hold his face for the camera. And he's, he's always, you know, he's like, that's our kid. Cause you know, he cannot, you know, make a portrait face. He, he keeps making comic faces. The, the need to make a silly face. You were sending me some. I should have put them in the slideshow. Um, before before I, could, I, I got us oh, set up, he's like, I'm making faces for the camera. And I'll put them out as stills. So I'm like, cool, <laughs> I'll put them up. Let's see, what do we have now? The skull. Oh, we have an angel with a sword. Um, yeah, okay, so we've done it. We've, done, we've gotten around. It's like devotion, art, beauty, joy, representation, angel with sword, which is a very, yeah. this is one of the Ethiopian images, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's very it's very common if you if you get Bibles in uh, Ethiopia mm. that, that the kids will have been drawing in the Bible, and they will represent this particular image, which is angelic with the the, the eyes that have that particular mm. shape. Uh, that's a very Coptic thing to have the eyes in, in that uh, shape, which I do sometimes with my eye makeup. You I'm want to sure look like an angel. We no. get it. <laughs> yeah 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 that's the that's the shape um but yeah you'll see like these ballpoint pen where the kids have just grabbed whatever they can they'll be scribbling in the bibles but they're doing their their fan art version of the the marginalia and the um or the iconography or whatever it is so and it's 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 usually something very simple like that but the idea is that the the these particular pictures are focusing on the eyes. They usually have very small mm. mouths and very large eyes. Because the uh, the effect is that the the angel uh, or the the person that's been depicted, they're not talking, but their eyes are open, waiting for the input of the illumination. So it's a revelatory experience looking at it because it's reminding us to open our eyes and nice. not say much. I'm forgetting mm -hmm. which pictures I have next. Oh, we have Botticelli. So we look at it, this is that, you know, that we, oh, we, yeah. we come around to the problem of beauty and the aesthetics and you say, okay, this is in Renaissance terms, a beautiful woman. Um, is this, is this, I mean, it's one of Botticelli's, but I, I don't recognize the picture. I just picked it randomly. Okay, so it looks it looks like it's it's not it's not spring or Venus or anything like that. It's a, maybe it's a portrait. No, no. Yeah, so it's mm. he's he, and and in in a portrait like that, as we were just talking, is like these are basically the the version of selfie you got when you were rich in in Florence, in the fifteenth yep. century that you got a painter to render you beautifully, and and who knows whether they're lifelike? I mean, we always think of them as lifelike, but they're stylized and they're botoxed and they're they're, you know, they're airbrushed. Yeah. yeah. That these are, these are, these Renaissance portraits are typically, it's pretty much as, as quote fake as Kim, whom we started with in her makeup. Mm -hmm. Covered with pearls and a very interesting cameo, which is probably significant. 
the Florentine women are, of course, you know, criticized by Savonarola for dressing up too much and putting too much of their, uh -huh. uh, and they, and they would, they would, in in this kind of thing, they're showing off their wealth, both in their fabrics and in their jewels, and that the Florentine women. One of the texts I read in, in Eurosiv is Alessandra Strozzi's letters to her son, um, Filippo, who is, um, she's looking for a wife for him, and she's always you know, sort of scoping out the, the Florentine uh, spinsters, I suppose, the young women, um, and, you know, whether or not they come with good dowries, and their dowries often came in, in the form of, you know, clothes and jewels and, and uh these are meant to support the families that they're marrying into. So Strozzi is very concerned with making sure mm. Filippo makes a good marriage so that the family gets the, the money. It's the Romeo and Juliet set, I'd say, <laughs> for you know, wh whether the families are able to, to work together. But it's, I mean, it's interesting that this, mm -hmm. I, I can't, so you sent me a range of pictures and I see Ferris, Ferris Bluer Bear talking about the, the banana taped we had a we had a banana picture in the in the options but i didn't put it in um that the uh this this you know botticelli is is will be taken as the icon of beauty now right that he's although he's painting pagan images too but that we think of i mean most people have asked to think well what's you know what's what's a beautiful painting you're going to point to something renaissance mm. yes why judgy art historians um <laughs> uh, you know why because i mean we've talked we've talked through so many different kinds of images mean, the photographs the the performance art the kids art the fan art the efforts at restoration and then we default back to i mean e michael jones would talk about the way in which in the renaissance they fuse the the sort of geometry with so the logos right. with the representation and and representational, but the thing is, I'm 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 not quite with Mike on representational art being primarily the most beautiful. You know, I think I think something like a stained glass window, which are not representational, is is amazingly beautiful and it has geometry. Or the Pantocrator that we were looking at and the mosaic, and but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna end up at beauty is in the eye of the beholder in the way that. That means anything could be beautiful. I think most of the the, the money, money laundering art that Ferris Bluer Bear is upset about is um, yeah. is purposefully ugly. I think it's I think it's ugly and therefore works as money laundering art because it's like uh, um, you know it's it's thumbing your nose to do to you know it's thumbing your nose at 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 those who want beauty and saying ha 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 we can make this famous and people will pay a lot of money for it and it's ugly i, I think that's part of the money laundering mm. dynamic is that, that maybe maybe you know actual beauty won't be sold like that maybe it's protected i don't mm. know is it protected that there's so going back to the you know the gemstones in the in the churches the churches are often criticized for having all of that ornament and and you know gold and gems and, and things like that and um, the Benedictines that I love will defend it as appropriate to our praise of God you know it's like maybe I think our next image is the creation um, that it, it's worth having Michelangelo paint your ceilings 
because you are oh no and this is uh, this is actually good this is a good sort of closure coming to closure on our meditation because the 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 talk i gave yesterday was on pictures for teaching and you know the sort of problem with christian Mm -hmm. art the degree to which is it didactic or is it iconographic is it devotional or is it primarily pedagogical what are we doing with all these images at all when back to the makeup problem we are supposed to be the icon um, mm-hmm. the litur- you know, the liturgy is the icon. The host is the, the, the icon. Ferris Bluer Bear, what is a Logos icon for today? Aha, indeed, we're trying to figure it out. Um, il- uh, the, the elitist club mockery, ugly art. Yes, I think so. I think, I think it becomes, uh, you could, it's, it, 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 it gets uglier and uglier the more it's a mock- mockery of the desire for engagement with your audience i think when you were thinking back to the the problem that... i just had the thought sorry keep going no keep going beauty pageant okay go. no that horrible yes fat man that won the beauty pageant it's mockery That's of the desire is. for young women's beauty yeah mockery of of the 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 the, the icon in female form that god made um now i lost my thought train of thought that's okay we're reflecting the reflecting and bouncing and stuff is 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 going really beautifully today but it i mean it's so it's interesting and, and and the usual problem quote problem with christian art is usually in that you know well um one of our friends used to show us a, a Durer that apparently disturbed Dostoevsky, right? If you've you painted the dead Christ so accurately, what are you showing? Um, that pictures, I mean, the, this, the pictures or the art can be disturbing, disrupting, grabbing the audience by the throat. I mean, all crucifixes are supposed to, to a certain extent, remind you of the, the horror of the rupture, that the temple veil was torn at the crucifixion. So... There's no more occult and revelation. It's like the temple veil is gone. There's no more veiling. It's all exposed at the crucifixion. Um, And yet we want our churches to be beautiful, not ugly. And yet we put images of horror in them to remind ourselves of that rupture. horror and beauty at the same time yeah and then the problem of going it's what i think one last picture Ooh, it's the it's dante's vision of heaven as depicted by mm-hmm. dore um that we don't want to end up worshiping the images and so it's like if this if this if this episode is as i've now christened it gazillion times fan art um <laughs> so we are we are representing the glory. We are trying to participate in the glory. When we're drawing our beloved, our beloved celebrities, artists, better with their artists, who have given, and that's what Ye calls himself an artist, right? You've drawn yourself, you want to draw the, the, the beloved image and participate in it. You want to sing the song. You want to, you, and, and again, back to Ye's, it's a mission, not a show. He wants you listening to that music and it becoming part of your liturgy in a good way yeah um when does why do we as christians you say we worry about worshiping the art over 
God, making the image an idol, making the the, the celebrity, the, the, the artist into a celebrity famous that we don't recognize anymore because we're so busy projecting the fame on the, the red carpet. It, it, it's very mm. interesting that we have, you know, all of this is, you know, it's like you're saying, we have trouble with the way we respond to each other. When we're drawn to each other, we have trouble with the, what we do as artists to the degree to which we're making with God or against God. The trouble with what we do when we're in the presence of the art and yet we're drawn constantly to make it because we love the creation. I, I premise, right? And that's in the Christian poetics. I think that that's the, the, the answer. It's the yes to God's making, that we are saying yes to being creatures. And we will celebrate that, that we are, ooh, I like that. They will celebrate yeah, that, yeah, that we are creatures. We will celebrate that we are creatures and not want to be the creator, not want to overthrow God and be our own makers, but that we are joyful that he made us and we are responding as his, I'm going to weep up now that we are responding as his children, making our fan art for God. Yeah. (laughs) Quite weepy now. That was very beautifully said. Well, there you go. Have you guys figured out where make, I am? Make art. <laughs> make art. Just do it. Go make art. Make fan art for God. Yeah. Make fan art for God. Yeah. You guys know where I am yet? So I real I. She's in the closet. I'm in the closet. This is my loft. My lofty. My lofty sunlit sunlit place. And it's noon. Noon thirty. Noon thirteen now. Um. I get to go to the place where the sun danced um, tomorrow and mm-hmm. pray with Our Lady. So pray for me, pray for kilts, pray for our celebrities who we turn into idols and yes. make bloody with our um, clinging, I suppose, but also recognize when we're imitating out of love it's a challenge mm. I can't add anything to that okay okay <laughs> well thank you all for joining us at this odd time at this mosaic time for our journey through the images and the art and the fan and the joy. I'll see you next time. I don't know whether to say good night or good morning. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Good every time. Good every time. <laughs> good, good being in the stream. Bye. <laughs>